You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network as we bring you another exit interview from an eliminated contestant from Australian Survivor Season 4. It is the 15th eliminated contestant today in what was a huge episode, very entertaining episode, easily one of the uh, best episodes of the season as we saw Henry Nicholson get voted out in uh, what was a huge, huge blindside, a very well-orchestrated blindside by the Champagne Alliance. Aren't we loving the name of that? And uh, obviously Henry was somebody that I was quite critical of this season. Don't necessarily agree with a lot of his moves. And uh, as you can probably tell in this interview, Henry no doubt heard a lot of my opinions on his gameplay. So uh, it's a very interesting chat here with Henry and uh, definitely one that... uh, I feel I was uh, looking forward to, in a way, to kind of uh, talk to him a little bit about what he did out there. And uh, one thing I will say for Henry here, he very much is passionate about his uh, strategy and very much passionate about the way he played this game and uh, is very quick to defend a lot of the things that he did out there. So without further ado, here is our exit interview with the most recently eliminated contestant from Australian Survivor Season 4, Henry Nicholson. It's a pleasure to welcome my next guest here to the Oz Network, the most recently voted out contestant of Australian Survivor Season 2017. Please welcome to the show, Henry Nicholson. Henry, welcome to the show this morning. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. Now, Henry, uh, are you haunted forever by the words play it after last night? Uh, I think they're still rattling in my head after uh, what was uh, quite the blind side. That was, that was quite an episode last night. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I'm a bit... Um uh, you know, not liking those words, but, um, you know, you got to give credit to the six. I don't want to make it all about me, 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 but there's got to be more credit to the six people that pulled that off. I've never seen a team blindside like that before. Every member played their different part and convinced me. There was even, I even had knowledge that Jericho had uh, lost, you know, faith in me. So I haven't had knowledge, and so there's got to be so much credit given. Um, to the risky team blindside. It was one of these moments in Survivor that, I mean, we've, we've seen these blindsides, of course, similar like this in the past, but as you were saying, sort of the way everybody stuck to their guns and was able to, I guess, make you feel comfortable enough to believe that it was Lockie that was getting targeted and not yourself. I mean, as, as a fan of the show yourself, I mean, have you ever kind of... Can you compare that to anything else? Because, I mean, yeah, that, that was definitely a whole team effort there with everybody really getting behind that vote. Yeah, like, like I said, I don't think I've seen anything like it. And, um, you know, if you want to go, you don't want one person to take you down. Get six to take you down. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, quite ha- quite humbled in a sense to um, for the people to speak about it like that. Um, they obviously respected my game and knew the only way to do it was like that. And, man, there was minimal time to scramble. Um, like, seriously, they deserve so much credit. Well done to them. And and how close were you to listening to Lockie at that last moment when he's whispering to you, play it, play it? Um, I was close, but then I think, you know, there are obviously massive faults in my game, and I think one of them is probably I can be a bit stubborn. Um, obviously want every move I make to be mine, and as you've seen, a lot of my moves I've made throughout the game have been proactive I've thought about them, they had rational behind them, but I felt at that moment it's a bit reactive, um, it's a bit defensive, and, you know, I thought if I had to use this idol, the relationships that I thought I build with the likes of Sarah and Jericho, well, you know, that's 40 days of waste. So I thought, you know, yeah, I could play it and survive and stuff, but 
you know, at the same time, I was like, that's not my game, in a sense, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, I mean, I did read on another interview that you've obviously done since the vote out that uh, you were kind of expecting that you were going to be targeted anyway. I mean, with, with kind of the moves that you were making out there and, and attempting to make throughout the time, I mean, can you look back on it and think that you kind of played it too hard? I mean, it's obviously a question you don't want to come out of it with any regrets, but if you got that second opportunity again, Henry, would you maybe go out there and play a little bit more subtly with some of the things that you were attempting out there? Uh, I know you've probably ripped most of my game apart, but um, I personally think that's the game I had to play and could play. I think everyone has different assets and qualities to make them a survivor player. And I think, you know, I couldn't play the game that Sarah plays or, you know, I couldn't play the game that Tessa plays. I had to play Henry's game. And... You know, this might sound bad, but if I would say the same with Lockie. I looked at Lockie on the barge straight away. I'm like, he's a threat. People were probably looking at me being like, he's a threat. So I wanted to stand, one, be one step ahead, make these moves. And, you know, I wanted, I honestly think most of the moves I made paid off. Like, I threw a challenge, and then people were like, oh, you're just going to go, you're just going to lose challenges from here on. I, was the, I went to the merge going to trouble the least out of every other survivor. That there goes that, and then the second thing is people are like why did you jump? Uh, why did you switch tribes? Well, if I didn't switch tribes, I wouldn't know where all the idols were going into merge. I wouldn't be able to form relationships with the likes of Ziggy and Lockie, who then helped me reveal the super idol. I also wouldn't be able to yeah form relationships on both sides. So people might say yeah, but you got rid of Jackie and Ken. The thing that isn't seen, I also had a very close relationship with Sarah, and there was. Obviously, more to it leaving at that time. And I think at that time, you've got to give credit to Luke. And you've got to be like, well, he picked up on the thing that Jackie was my right-hand girl and voted her out. So by the time I got to merge, I was like, wow, that paid off so well. If I stayed at a Sunger, you know, what? let's think if we went to a tribe swap and I just pulled out a buff and went to the other side and then, boom, I'm straight out. But I thought, wait. Locking Ziggy over there, taking me from a Sunga and putting me on Summer Tower, that gives me a massive chance to win immunities and move forward strategically, and I'd be able to get to the next twist. So, you know, every move I made was calculated. I don't think it was the dumbest move, as you've said, <laughs> um, or um, the dumbest gameplay, but um, each their own, and I guess hindsight's a uh, funny thing. Well, in fairness to that, though, do you feel, though, that people who are kind of making those big moves are now obviously being very much targeted and we're now seeing sort of these subtle gameplays really coming out. I mean, I'm not trying to completely disrespect your game, Henry, but I mean, we do really seem to be seeing these big power plays like yourself being targeted because they're making these moves at this point in the game. Yeah, definitely. But I, I 100% agree with that. But I still think that, you know, if you looked at someone um, like a Ziggy or a Lockie, they're, and even me, no matter... Pull my strategy aside, pull my big moves aside, I was, you know, big in a lot of the challenges. So come to merge, I'm already going to be a target. If you looked at the 24 cast and you said, who's going to be a target once we get to merge? I know this is tooting my own horn, but you're probably going to circle me. So no matter what, I felt I'm going to have a target on me at merge. Why not play this big game? And if I can make these big moves, I, you know... Yeah, some might not have worked, but at the same time, some really did, in my opinion. And I could be wrong to viewers, but yeah, that's just how I looked at it. 
Well, on the positive side, Henry, you lasted 40 days. So, I mean, if you were on a US season, you would have, uh, I guess, uh, won it and, well, at least made it final tribal council and uh, had an extra day there too. I mean, again, kind of going back to what I was saying about being a fan of this show. Uh, yep. I mean, can you take that outside of your game as well? And also to the fact, too, that uh, going out in a blind side as a fan, I mean, that's the best way to go out if you're going to get eliminated, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And you're a massive fan. I totally get that. And I'm the same boy. Like, to go out the way I went out last night, I was like, you know, it made me seem like, uh, you know, a better player than probably what I was. You know, it took six of them to orchestrate a plan. But, you know, that's that's how you want to go. And like you said, I ticked a lot of boxes, made merge tick, got an auction tick, you know, found an idol, didn't play it, lol. But, um, you know, big ticks, you know, that I as you would as well, have those kind of dreams as a, as a viewer to be able to tick off. And like you said um, earlier, like, do I regret making some of the moves? I, I probably would have regretted if I didn't. So I think you, you've got a very fair point saying you put a target on your back, and I definitely did. But at the same time, I think, you know, it was a huge blindside, but things could have gone my way, and I still think I potentially could have run the table to the end. I know that sounds pretty rich coming from a 10th placer, but... I thought, you know, it was a 4-6 vote with an idol and then Ziggy with an idol. You know, I know this is very rich, but I thought my gameplay could win this game. And I still think playing hard from day one and making big moves can win a 55-day game. It didn't happen last year, but will it happen this year? I'm not sure, but I, I really hope. Because as you're a fan, whether you like the moves or not, you like seeing them. You, you might not be able to think they're good or bad, but you like seeing them. And I'm the same, and I just... You know, like like you, I'm sure, would like to see two people that absolutely gave everything to this game and tried all these big moves get there and fight it out. So that's, I believe it can be done in 55 days. Well, one thing I think we can definitely agree on, Henry, as fans of this show, is that we've all got different opinions and we're, this is the beauty of Survivor. Yep. We can all sit here and talk about a variety of ways of uh, playing the game. And uh, again, at the end of the day, we're all enjoying this show that we're loving at the moment. And one thing I will say for you, Henry, is that while I might not have agreed with a lot of your moves out there and I might not have agreed with a lot of the things that you were doing, you were certainly fun to watch. And it is going to be a lesser show not having you out there anymore just because I feel I'm not going to have someone to rip into their moves as much anymore. So, Henry, <laughs> thank you for your time That's on the show enough. this morning, mate. We no really worries. do appreciate it. And uh, best of luck with everything moving forward. Thank you so much. Goodbye, Ben. And a big thanks goes out there to Henry for giving us his time this morning, as well as Channel 10, of course, as always, for arranging these exit interviews. And we've got nine people left out there in Samoa. We've got uh, three episodes per week. So uh, we've only got a couple more weeks to go here of Australian Survivor as we really get down to the nitty-gritty of this game. So uh, we'll obviously bring you as many exit interviews as we are allowed to us. As often is the case, we uh, generally don't know whether or not they're going to talk to us or not because uh, obviously with our situations this season, but clearly we will, of course, keep you posted on social media for you to get involved in these questions. And as you know, we do have our epic, epic recap this week uh, that is happening tonight. I am recording it this evening. We are going back to the very first season of Australian Survivor. As I keep teasing you there, we are speaking to three original members from the 2002 Channel 9 version from the Kadena tribe the infamous Kadena tribe that can only ever win one challenge pre-merge and we have got three members from that tribe joining us all at once it's a mini reunion as we had nearly have half of Kadena basically are joining us and these are all three contestants that were eliminated one after the other we have Deborah Pert, Sylvan Dorney and Karen Shaw 
all joining us to chat about this season of Survivor, their season of Survivor, answer your listener questions. We've got it all coming, and it's going to be a very big episode indeed. So if you haven't got any of our listener questions into us yet, Still got time to do so. Uh, head to our social media pages to search for the Oz Network, or of course you can email us theoznetwork at hotmail.com, or if you go to theoznetwork.net, click on our contact page and you can send us through there. We'll also have a bonus episode for you this week, which we're recording tomorrow afternoon. We, uh, of course, did our Megacast roundtable last week with a collection of other Australian Survivor podcasts. This time around, we've uh, got a couple of former Ozlets joining us, Jared Lubick and Paul Luttrell. Uh, I'm going to sit around a bit of a round table and we're going to discuss where we're at, similar to what we did last week, but just with some former Auslets. And we're going to try and bring you these bonus episodes each week in the final few weeks here of Australian Survivor as things really get heated. And, of course, outside of Australian Survivor, the real deal starts next week in terms of the US Survivor, Season 35. Can you believe Season 35? Uh, of course, it's Heroes, Hustlers, and Healers, um, and we are very much looking forward to chatting about that. We're doing a preview episode this coming weekend. We're recording it, and we hope to uh, release that over the weekend for you. And it's Colin myself, but we've actually been joined by a former contestant. The very first time on a US Survivor preview episode that we actually have a former contestant joining us. We generally only get them on for the recaps each week, so this is very exciting for us. We've got Billy Garcia from Cook Islands, hashtag bring back Billy, one of our very good friends and one of the most insightful voices when it comes to Survivor. I have a podcast out there. So we're going to go over the cast of season 35, give our viewpoints on it, and uh, see which one of them we can piss off in the lead up to it to see if anyone of them will not want to talk to us in the future as well, apparently. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. And uh, definitely looking forward to um, seeing uh, how this season, of course, turns out and providing you with coverage throughout the season. And one other little tease I'll just have for you here at the end of this exit interview, of course, is uh, I think I have mentioned it on some other episodes the fact that we are going to be doing an updated rankings cast episode. One of our very popular episode series that we did in our Survivor Oz days was ranking all 442 contestants. At the time, that was. That was pre-Worlds Apart. Uh, we sat down for 33 hours. 33 hours, that's right, that long, and ranked every single contestant in the history of Survivor. And uh, it was a grueling task. We uh, got heated, we argued, we yelled, we got emotional, uh, but we got a concluding answer there. Sandra Diaz Twine obviously was ultimately number one there. But uh, we often got asked each uh, season afterwards for us to update that list, and many people suggested ideas and ways that we did it. We kind of um, were scarred mentally for having to done that episode for so long. But we've finally uh, calmed down two and a half years later, and uh, we decided to come up with a little method, a little algorithm for us to update this, and uh, something that uh, we look at doing, I guess, every five seasons moving forward. And uh, given it's been five seasons since we last did that recap, uh, that rankings, I should say, we're ready to do this again. So uh, we will be having that released in the lead-up to Season 35 as well. So stay tuned. Busy time for Survivor fans here on the Oz Network. Obviously, it's where we were born from, so we're obviously still going to cover, cover the show that we do love. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, depending which service you do use, of course. We are also available on YouTube for those out there who wish to see some uh, content. Not a whole lot there on YouTube, but something that we obviously 
plan to use a little bit more in the future. And the OzNetwork.net is where you can find all these episodes under one roof, not just the Survivor ones. We've got plenty of movie recaps out there, other TV shows as well. It's a lot of fun to have under one podcast roof. Thanks to Henry again. Thanks to Channel 10 again. And once again, let me close out by saying that my name is Ben. We'll speak to you next time on the Oz Network. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.